Well, hello, I'm Kimberly Brock, and for the last 20 years, I've been running my own businesses that have not only been profitable, but personally fulfilling to me. And so now I'm on a mission to help other women just like you do the exact same thing. Now we're going to have some fun, so let's get started. Well, hello, it's Kimberly. It's episode 73, and I am so glad that you are here today because I am talking about the three types of checks and balances that you need to put in place as a new business owner because you know what? No one's going to put them in place for you. You're an entrepreneur. You're the boss. You're the go-to person. You have to keep yourself accountable. So today, that's what I'm going to talk about. And if you are new, welcome. I'm so glad that you found this podcast because each week I'm going to provide you with valuable tips and strategies for starting a business and making money doing what you love. So two things you need to do real quick if you are new. The first one is scroll down right now. I've got some free resources for you. I've got a 16-step checklist that's really handy to help you as you're starting your business. And then I've also got a business purpose guide. If you're kind of in the idea stage and you don't really know how your skills and your passions match up to make a viable business, then this guide may really help you. So grab those. And here's the second thing you need to do. You need to hit subscribe. If you are an Apple podcast right now, hit the subscribe button. Maybe you're in Spotify, hit follow, whatever it is, so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. When you hit subscribe, all that means that's going to notify you each week in your podcast app that I have launched a new episode and you can listen to it right away. So make sure you do that. If you've been listening a while, thank you so much to all my loyal listeners for the amazing reviews. Your words mean so much to me, and I'm just so grateful for you and thankful that you take the time to share that with me in those reviews. So thank you. Thank you. That is it. I hope you all are having a wonderful day and on to the episode. Well, hello, it's Kimberly here. I'm so glad that you have made it today to listen because I think this is a really important episode about checks and balances that you need to put in place for your business. We all know what checks and balances are, right? They are ways of protecting ourselves in case something goes wrong or to make sure that one thing is not totally in charge and screw something up, right? We have checks and balances in our government. We know that you've heard about this with our three different branches, right? I was thinking about like even our automobiles. We have a spare tire in the back. That's kind of a checks and balances. It's a it's a double check method. So if you get stranded, you've got an extra tire, right? If one of your tires blows out, you you've got a spare, right? That's kind of like what you're doing in this business. If you have a marriage, right? You have a husband and a wife, and you're trying to decide something. It's kind of nice because you can bounce ideas off of two people and kind of have someone to put you in check. When you do something out of the ordinary that you shouldn't be doing or you said something out of line, right? It's the same with your business, but no one else is helping you out to put these checks and balances in place. You have to do them yourself. They will protect you from the mistakes that you are bound to make, okay? You will. We're all human and we don't want to make mistakes, but the fact is we are fallible. We will screw up. So you need to protect yourself. It's kind of like insurance, okay? So the very first thing that you need to have checks and balances on is all of your financials and numbers. And this is pretty logical, right? You know that you have to keep good track of your numbers and you need to make sure that the money that's coming in 
is working with the money that is going out, right? And you are not overdrawing or just all of those things. You know this with numbers, okay? So for example, if you're starting out, you may be doing it pretty basic where you just have a spreadsheet and you're keeping track of all of your expenses and then all of the revenue, the sales that you have, right? So that you can start balancing your bank account, right? Make sure you don't go overdrawn, make sure you don't spend too much money, and then make sure you know how much extra money you have if there's something more that you need for your business. So a lot of people do it like that. They do it as a spreadsheet and that's totally fine. I'll tell you how I do it. I have a business bank account through Capital One. I have a business credit card through Capital One. And so I have logins for those where I can see all the expenses that I make on my credit card, which every expense that I make goes on my business credit card, whether it's Gmail, whether it's paying for QuickBooks Online, whether it's paying for Kajabi, my website platform, whatever it is, if I'm buying a new computer, it's all going on that credit card, which I pay off each month, but I put it on that so that I can easily see all of my expenses. Well, I use QuickBooks Online because then it aggregates everything. It takes my bank account, so everything that's coming in, my sales and all of that into my bank account, and then also all the money that's going out, which is all my expenses on my credit card, right? So I use QuickBooks Online so I can see all my books. I can see if my balance is low. I can see if I've spent too much on a certain type of expense, et cetera. Now, I will say this. You need to double check all the ways that you have this set up, okay? So let me give you an example of what happened to me, what I did. So years and years ago, I switched over from Wells Fargo to Capital One for my bank. When I did that, I failed to do something upon the switch. So at the time with my online stores, we didn't have Stripe and all these other credit card processing companies that are all online, real easy to use. We had ones where you had to go find a merchant account online and you had to compare rates between different merchant accounts. And they were the companies that processed the credit card transactions that your customer made with you. So for my online store, I had to go shop different merchant accounts, figure out the lowest rate, agree to sign up with them. Then I had to do it separate. That was for Visa and MasterCard. Then American Express, I had to sign up for a different American Express merchant account, right? And then they would take the sales, all the money that the customers gave me for my products and services, right? they would deposit that into my bank account. Well, when I switched from Wells Fargo to Capital One, I kept rolling things along. I don't think I was double checking everything and it was rolling along and then a big credit card payment made because I was dealing with thousands of dollars each month going back and forth to all my different vendors and everything that I was buying. And it was a lot of money that was going on that was in exchange each month, right? And I depended on all that revenue that was coming in every day from all of my online orders. Well, I forgot to switch over that income account from the merchant account to deposit into my new Capital One account. It was still depositing into my Wells Fargo. So it came time for my credit card bill to be due, which was an auto pay. It paid it and then it overdrafted because there wasn't enough money. I'm like, how's there not enough money? I've had all these sales coming in and realized it was still in Wells Fargo. Big mistake. I got an overdraft fee. I got some kind of finance charge. Luckily, I called Capital One. And just like my little motto that you need to know is if you don't A-S-K, you don't G-E-T. If you don't ask, you don't get. So I called them, told them I royally screwed up and they said, don't worry about it. And they like waived some of the fee and, or maybe all of it, I can't even remember. And so everything was okay. Got everything set up. I apologize. I knew it was my fault. It wasn't their fault. And they were graceful 
And they helped me. And a lot of companies, by the way, will give grace, especially during COVID and all these times. Just explain what you did and apologize and let them know that you have a way of fixing it. Like I let them know I can pay it right now and I can get this paid off so that we don't have to worry about this anymore in the future. And they were they were super graceful and nice. So I fixed that. But that could have been a disaster, right? That's why you have to make sure that all your systems have checks and balances, that you're watching your income, you're watching your outflow of money for all your expenses, you're keeping track of this. And you're also keeping track of inventory and you can see it there in QuickBooks if you've got it all logged. I mean, it depends on how big your business is, but you know I've had a problem in the past with inventory because I used to have my inventory at another warehouse. Like at one point I shipped everything to a warehouse and they shipped everything for me. And I saw the numbers on the books, but I didn't see it in person because it wasn't here. It was at a warehouse. And when I finally was closing my business and they shipped me all my extra inventory, I was floored at all the extra inventory that I had. I should have had them take pictures or video of this inventory a while back like years ago, you know, this was when I say years ago, I mean, years before I closed my business, I should have periodically had a visual of how much inventory I have. That would have been a good checks and balance. I know I could see it on the books, but I never saw like a picture of it and didn't realize how much I really had, which kind of freaked me out, right? I didn't know I had that much extra inventory physically that filled that much physical space, right? So you've got to have checks and balances in place for all your numbers and your financials. It's logical. It's what you need to do as a smart business owner is keep track of all that. Okay, so that's the first checks and balance you need to have in place. The second one is for all your daily systems and processes. Everything that you're doing, if you're shipping, if you're sending emails, whatever you're doing all day long, if you're contacting customers, if you're posting on social media, if you're uploading a podcast or a YouTube video, Like whatever you're doing, have checks and balances to make sure that you're doing everything effectively. So you've heard me talk about this if you've been listening a lot of my podcasts that I, in the past, when I had my online boutiques, I screwed up. I would ship somebody the wrong product and it was horrible because the person would be mad. I would inconvenience them because now it was delayed. I had to get the new item out and pay for shipping both ways, taking care of that and rectifying that situation. It was just not a good situation. And so once we had things like that happen, I put measures in place to make sure that we were shipping to the right customer. The right order was going to the right customer. For example, we I sold a whole bunch of team fan baby gear. So university-themed, like college-themed baby gears that people would give their friends and family for baby gifts, right? It'd be like University of Texas, University of Oklahoma, Texas A&M, University of Florida, Michigan, et cetera. And one time, I think it was a Michigan team. I'm drawing a blank, but I think that's what it was. We sent somebody Michigan instead of Michigan State, and they flipped out and were so mad and screaming at us. And the whole thing could not believe the gall. Then they kind of thought maybe we did it on purpose to be facetious somehow, which was like the strangest thing in the world. No, we would not do that on purpose, of course. Um, Anyways, you'd be surprised what people will say to you when they're mad. And if you have a product-based business, you probably know what I'm talking about. Anyways, we royally screwed up. And then we started realizing how we needed to have a second layer of checks and balances when we were shipping to make sure that the label matched what was in the bag. And then the invoice was the correct invoice that went in the bag. So we started doing things like, for example, we would pack the order. We'd have the invoice next to it. We'd have the envelope next to it. We would write on the envelope before we put the label on there, the name of the person it was shipping to. So that way we could double check it and go, okay, name is matching on the invoice. Name is matching 
on the outside of the package. We've got the product in there. And then when we print the label, the name was already on the outside of the package. We made sure label matches name on the package. And we just had more checks and balances in place. So I would advise you to do that now. Start putting checks and balances, double checks and re checks. A lot of time doesn't take much more time. If you're worried about it costing you too much time as you ship or as you do something, it's worth it because you don't want to screw up and make people mad and keep making mistakes. And it costs you a lot of money and time when you screw up. Now, if you have something that's mission critical, like for me, I have my podcast episodes that I upload myself each week to my hosting provider and I upload them. Well, I have to tell you something that I just did that's really embarrassing and that I screwed up. I wasn't going to share it, but I decided, you know what? For the sake of being real and honest and actually making me feel better about this is to just go ahead and tell you what I did. And I'm mortified to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. So you know, last week I had COVID. I recorded a podcast episode. I actually got a lot done last week. I was able to record the episode. I had it back and, you know, it was edited. I uploaded it. I did my show notes. I did my social media posts. I'd even set up an email blast to go out Thursday morning when the episode went live. Well, they go live at 3 a.m. So I'm usually asleep till 6.30 a.m. or whatever. And I got up that morning, got my daughter off to school, whatever, and then, you know, was working and for some reason decided to hit play. It was like on my website. And then I have a play button there that plays that week's episode. And I hit play And the beginning started and it was just me talking and there was no music, intro music. And I'm like, what? I know she edited it and I uploaded, what is this? And I realized that last Thursday I uploaded my unedited recording of last week's episode 72. I had messed up and did not upload the edited file, which means that the file that I uploaded was just me talking on the microphone as I normally do with no intro music or anything like that, without all the audio enhancements. Okay, who cares about any of that? What I care about is I don't know what I said or told her to cut or if I coughed or if I made some gaps in the timing, if I told her to scratch something, because normally if I say a sentence that I want her to take out, I'll just say, oh, cut that. Because I just literally push record and then send her the file and my editor fixes it. And I uploaded last week the raw file instead of the edited file, which means some of you who listen, and there was a lot at that time when I caught it at 1030 a.m. that had already listened to the episode. And in addition here, the people who subscribe to my podcast got the unedited version. So last week, if you listened and there was no music right when it started, there's no music added in, you got the unedited version and you need to go buy a lottery ticket today because you've won something. I don't know what you've won, but you're a lucky winner (laughs) because you got that. Now, when I caught it at 1030, I uploaded the new file. So anyone new who listens to it from then on out gets the correct file. But anyone who is subscribed or listen to that morning, which there was a lot, got the unedited file. And I'm mortified and embarrassed. I still have not listened to it. I don't know what I did because when I record this stuff, I literally, there's no, I just, I just talk and then there's gaps and coughs and smacks and everything else, which usually gets all taken out. So I want to apologize to any of you that got 
the unedited version. If you notice, I have not had one person tell me anything about it. No one has said, I listened to your podcast episode and there was no music. No one said anything. Maybe it's because I said I had COVID and some of you were like, oh, she has COVID. She didn't edit her file. I mean, I have no idea. And then someone told me, well, you have COVID brain. You had COVID last week and that's why you didn't do it right. And I'd like to think that that's what it is, but honestly, it's not. I just, I failed a step. I did not listen to the file after I uploaded it just to, for two seconds to make sure it was the right file. Lesson for you. If you have something like that that is mission critical that you can't go back and change because I can't go back and change the people that listen to it or the ones that are on their devices now, and I can't go back and change it. So you have to make sure you have something in place. So now I have measures in place for myself of what I do when I upload my podcast episodes. And I'm going to be terrified now every single week when I did 72 episodes or actually 71 before that and never made a mistake like that. And of course, on the 72nd, I made the mistake. Okay, so you can learn from my mistakes and don't make them. Put checks and balances in place for yourself so you don't screw something up. Okay, also, in addition, one more thing, just want to mention, if you have part-time employees or people that work for you, you need to have measures in place. You don't want to think that anyone's going to steal from you or take advantage of you, but you just need to know that. That's a whole nother series we could talk about. But just want to make sure if you have employees right now or people that work for you that you have checks and balances in place, that they don't think that they have access to all your inventory and can take whatever they want or, you know, abuse their hourly time and leave when they should be working and all that good stuff. You know that, right? Okay. So let's go ahead and go to the third one. So again, we said the first one was all your numbers and financials. The second one is all your systems and processes that you do on a daily and weekly basis. The third one is which a lot of people don't talk about that you need to have checks and balances for are your thoughts. Yes, you have to learn how to keep your head up when you do screw up, when you do fail a customer, when you do make an honest mistake, when you do something wrong. You have to get a grip on yourself and have a way of remembering that you are human, number one, and you're going to fail because it's. I've had to go through this. This week after screwing up with the podcast episode, I've had to realize, well, I'm human and that's part of it and I'm going to screw up, but I'm going to learn from it. And you do the same thing. When you screw up, you learn from it. If you ship someone the wrong order, you apologize profusely and you rectify the situation, right? You can do that. and then. You can learn from it and put something new in place, right? Also, too, if someone gives you a bad review or doesn't like what you offer, that you hold your head up and say, it's okay because I'm not for everyone. Now, if you screwed up, you you know you legitimately have to suck it up and know you screwed up and you deserved a bad review, okay? But if you didn't and somebody just doesn't like you because they don't like you, then it's okay because they're not your people. They don't get you right? The people that are going to be following you and buying from you get you. They get what you're doing. They get the mission that you're on. That's who you're for, right? It's just like if you go to buy a shirt or a pretty dress for some type of event, let's just say you're going to prom again, okay? (laughs) I know most of you are not in high school, but if you were and you kind of had a vision of what you wanted this dress to look like, right? And you went to store number one, 
and it was leather or it was lace and it, or it was real Western looking. And you're like, you know, Western is not my style that I'm going for for this event. Let me keep shopping. So you go to the next store and it's all eccentric and fluffy and frilly and furry. And you're like, you know, that's not what I'm going for either. But then you go to the third store and you're like, oh, this is perfect. It's nice. It's black. It's simple, classy. That's what I wanted, right? Does it mean that the first dress is awful and the people who made it are terrible? Absolutely not. It just wasn't your style. When you went to the second store and it was all fluffy and furry, are they terrible people? Is that a horrible business because they make a dress like that? Absolutely not. It's for a certain group of people. When you found that third dress, you realized that was your dress because it fit you. And that's how your customers feel when they find you. They know that what you value is what they value and they get you and you get each other. That's part of this. It's nothing against you personally if they don't like you. In fact, I got my first terrible review on Apple Podcasts the other day. And I read it and took it to heart and really thought about their review and will consider it as I move forward with this podcast. But I did realize that the name of the person that left the review was a little suspicious. They may have been a troll. I don't know. It may be totally 100% legit. Either way, I took it to heart and I realized what could I do different and then moved on. Okay. If I worried about this review every day, it would get me down and I won't do that. I have too many other great reviews. Like literally, I listened to a podcast someone had recommended to me and it was a girl about health and fitness. And I'm sorry, I'm I'm not trying to be rude, but it was so snotty. And the whole time she was talking like a valley girl. And I'm like, how are they listening to this podcast? I can't listen to this. So I turned it off. That person is not for me. Okay. The person is not for me, but they had a bazillion followers and really positive reviews. So there's people that love this podcaster, okay? There's people that love that podcaster. It's for them. And I guarantee if they listen to my podcast, they wouldn't like it. (laughs) And that's okay because I'm for people like you and you're for people like me. We get each other. That's what this is about. And your customers are gonna get you and you can't be offended if people don't think you're the best fit because you can't be all things to all people. Your business is not for all people. It's for a select group. And then as you get more well-known, your group can broaden, okay? So get your thoughts together. Know you're not for all people. Know that you are making a difference in others' lives no matter what. Some people won't get it and you won't make a difference for them. But for the people that you do, it's the most rewarding and fulfilling thing you ever do. So you have to keep those things top of mind. If you have 100 positive reviews, don't let one bad review get you down know that you helped 99 others. That's what this is about. If you focus on the negative, you're going to be down in the dumps and you're not going to grow your business. I'll just be honest with you. You're not because you're going to feel less than, you're going to have low self-confidence. You're not going to move forward with the attitude that I'm here to help people and serve people. You're not going to be able to do that because you're going to be so worried about yourself, right? And then how you you know messed up one time or somebody doesn't like you that you're not going to be effective in what you're doing. Okay, so you have to get your thoughts together. Okay, checks and balances for your own brain to know that you can help people that understand what you have to offer 
And the biggest thing is you have to be yourself. You have to show them and tell them what you're offering and how you can help them so they get you. You don't want it to be a mystery. You want them to be able to get you. You have to be you. You're not an actress. You're a real human being who's being yourself and drawing people in who get you. Okay? So I hope you think about these things. Again, let's review really quick. Number one, checks and balances for all your numbers and financials. Number two, for all your systems and processes that you do on a weekly and daily basis and monthly basis, et cetera. And number three, your thoughts. You have to get a grip on your thoughts so that when things go wrong or you do things bad, you simply learn from them and you move on and you tell yourself it's okay. I'm making a difference for those who get it. Okay, so that's it. And if you're not in my Facebook group, I want you to come in today. I'm inviting you now. Click the link below. Come on in. There's some amazing women starting and building businesses, doing what they love. So come join us. We support each other. We help each other. It's a great group to be in. And also, if you're starting your business and you want to get going effectively, you want to set yourself up for success, and maybe you're confused about the steps you need to be taking, then come get in on the Just Start program. Yes, I have an academy. But it's for people like you who want to make money doing what you love. You can get in and learn how to create a solid foundation for your business so that you can do this for years to come and you can make money doing it. So come join in. I have a session opening up soon. Don't want to miss out. Okay, that's it. Y'all have a wonderful day. Until next time. Bye now. Now this episode may be over, but our relationship does not have to end here. Head on over to KimberlyBrock.com. And yes, you can get more valuable information for your journey. And you know what? You don't need to go through this alone. I would love to help you. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye.